and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. So good to be here with you again. Thank you, first of all, if you listened to last week's episode where I shared about my recent engagement and shared a little bit about the story of how I met my now fiance and our relationship and answered some questions about relationships. Um, Obviously, I'm not an expert, but just sharing my experience after being in a relationship for four years and now committing to a lifetime. So thank you for all of the love that you shared on that episode. I really, really felt that and it just felt really good to share more of that story. So if you haven't yet checked that out, definitely check that out if you're feeling inspired to learn more and hear more about relationships. But today I want to get into another solo episode on a topic that I've been thinking about a lot, a lot, a lot, and feels very relevant in today's world, and that is, of course, social media. So I wanna preface this episode with really saying that this is going to be more of a conversation rather than like, here's what I'm doing, here's what you should do, you know, that kind of thing, because Social media is one of those, I mean, speaking of relationships, like social media is another relationship that we have in our life. And it's a relationship that we cultivate and it's so prevalent in today's society, everywhere you look. And I have just been going through a lot of transitions and and thinking about social media and how, how I am relating to it and what's healthy for me and what's not healthy for me. So In this episode, I want to dive into just some of the questions and the thoughts that I have about social media. And again, like I don't have any of the answers. I can just share from my own personal experience and share how I'm feeling. So we're just going to get into it all about social media. So like everything, I kind of want to go back to even how social media started in my life. And I was reflecting on that this morning and thinking about how I was a junior in high school when I first downloaded Instagram, when I first even like knew that Instagram was a thing. I remember I was a junior in high school and I was sitting at McDonald's with one of my friends after school. We were drinking a shamrock shake, which is so funny because it must have been around this time, like however many years ago. So it's funny that this is kind of coming full circle, but I remember sitting in that McDonald's and my friend was like, oh, you should download this new app. You can share photos. It's like kind of like Facebook, but just for photos. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I downloaded Instagram and I posted my first picture. Pretty sure my first picture was a picture of the Shamrock Shake that we were drinking, which is so funny and just, yeah, that's hilarious. So I remember I shared that photo and I don't, I mean, I must've had an iPhone at the time. I remember like in in freshman, sophomore year, I had one of those, I had this like phone where you slide it up and the keyboard comes out and you can like type on the keyboard that way. So I remember that phone and then I must've, I must've gotten an iPhone junior year. 
And it's just so funny too, even thinking about like in our lifetime, or at least in my lifetime, like I can remember the moment I, I even downloaded Instagram and like it wasn't a thing before that. And that was when I was about 17 years old. And so just to think about kids nowadays where like they're, Instagram is so embedded in our daily life and our daily culture that they're downloading it probably at like eight or nine or 10 or however old. And again, this is like no judgment because I think society evolves and clearly we are evolving into a different space, but I just have thoughts and feelings about it. So I wanted to share. So yeah, I remember downloading Instagram my junior year of high school and like it wasn't, you know, back in the day, like the there was no algorithm. There was like, you know, you just share photos, like you just share photos of whatever. I would share photos of like random objects and it wasn't so this like window into other people's lives, which it is now. And then thinking about like, okay, how has my relationship evolved since then? I remember in college, I was using it more to share photos of like my college life and then was also starting to really get into like the health and wellness space and was following a lot of like health and wellness influencers at the time, which again, influencers were like kind of new, like people, if you had maybe a hundred thousand followers, like that was a lot of followers. I mean, that's still a lot of followers, but I remember like there was all these people that were sharing recipes and sharing like about their fitness journeys. And I was really into health and wellness at the time during college and was living in Orange County in California. And There's an influencer named Shut the Kale Up, Jeanette Ogden, which I'm sure some of you know or follow. I still love following her today, but I loved following people like her. There was Rachel's Good Eats, who I still follow today. There was another girl called like Tennis Health Fitness and like a couple other like health wellness bloggers that I, oh, and of course I have to mention The Balanced Blonde because she was like my OG blogger that I follow and I still follow her today, which is so fun. So kind of just all of this to say that there was like a bunch of like health and wellness influencers, bloggers that I would follow during college that made me feel inspired and really like was inspiring me on my health and wellness journey. And especially again, like I mentioned, living in Orange County, California, where the culture of it was so like going to yoga and getting green juices. And I remember I would love following Jeanette because she would share things in my local area, in the Orange County area, like going to Cafe Gratitude and getting those like wellness lattes. And like, I was obsessed with all of that. I loved that so much. My happy place in college was literally Whole Foods. And I would make my friends drive me to Whole Foods just so I could walk around because going to Whole Foods would make me so happy. And it still, it honestly still does make me happy. And then, you know, as after college and I'm, you know, as I'm reflecting on like, The last like five or six years since then, I think we've seen such a shift in our cultural evolution and in our cultural, like in our cultural conversation about social media. And now what social media is really used for is media. It's, it's brands, it's people making, you know, it's people selling things, it's marketing. It's, it's the way that now we market, we sell, we create brands and there's so many pros and cons to social media that I really struggle with even painting it as like a good thing or a bad thing because it's neither. It's so complex and there can be really amazing, beautiful things about social media and there can be really harmful things about social media. So first I want to share like 
even reflecting on my history and my relationship with social media throughout my own personal history and realizing that ever since that day that I got it in junior year of high school, I don't think I've gone longer than a month without being on social media, without connecting with it in some way which to me is crazy like that this thing that i got you know while drinking a shamrock shake has changed our life and changed our society in so many different ways and there was no way that i could have predicted then you know what it would become and how my relationship would really evolve with it so even thinking about that is crazy and i'm reflecting on all of this today because i am in the midst of a social media break. I've decided to take about three months off, maybe longer, I'm not sure yet, and just really like disconnect, unplug, to really reevaluate my relationship and really get to know myself in a world that's not constantly sharing things, in a world that's not constantly being bombarded with other people's thoughts, opinions, and feelings, and, and everything that's going on in the world. And so, the reason why I decided to take some time off is, and I've been thinking about this for a long time. The idea came to me back in like November. I was in Costa Rica and the past few months, if you've been listening to this podcast and you know, I've been traveling all over the world and was really ungrounded. And so I was actually using social media as this like digital space for me because I didn't have a physical space. I didn't have a home where I could put my things, you know, and I was traveling to all of these different places and being on social media was actually really comforting for me because I was solo traveling. So I wasn't traveling with people, didn't have really community around me, but I had my community online with me, my community, my digital space, my digital home on social media. That was really a real comfort to me during my travels and I could tell and a lot of like my solo trips are really about tuning into my internal voice because I will say that I am very easily influenced by other people's thoughts and ideas and just things going on in their life and I, I think we don't even realize like when we are on social media and we're consuming content and we're seeing that this person is making breakfast and this person is playing with their kids and this person is shouting about some event going on and this person is sharing some pop culture reference and this person is sharing the horrors that are going on in the world. It's like, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of information that we're constantly processing and our nervous system is processing. And I think that social media with the amount of content and information that is available to us and the, and the amount that we are able to consume, we become kind of numb to it all. And, but we don't realize how that's actually affecting us on an internal level. And so I was, I've been consuming social media and I, I, I was using social media in really unhealthy ways where I would wake up and the first thing I do is go on social media. And then right before bed, I would go on social media. And anytime there was like an idle moment in my day, whether I'm like going to the bathroom or have a couple minutes before a meeting starts or something, I'm scrolling on my phone because what else would I do in those minutes of time? So I really noticed myself like really becoming less focus and really and an inability to focus like even if I was sitting down to start a project or just to, or to start to write you know every 10 minutes or so I'd w I would want to reach for my phone and I know I'm not alone in that because these behaviors are you know these are addictive behaviors because social media is designed to be an addictive app like Instagram 
Instagram knows how human psychology works. And so with the colors that they choose or the amount of likes that you get, the, the external validation, like they, they designed it in a way to be addictive and they've studied human psychology for it to be addictive. So I remember feeling kind of like down on myself for being so addicted to social media. And in the past, I've set like very strict boundaries for myself. I've tried all of it. I've tried setting a timer on my phone for, for an hour. And it's like, I'll do that however long. And then now it's like, I still have that timer on my phone where I can only go on for an hour. And if I hit above the hour, I just always ignore the message. So it's like, I've tried that. I've tried, you know, not going on my phone at a certain time of day or, you know, like only going on from like the hours of 10 to eight. And that has worked for a time, but then didn't work. And then was going back to reverting back to old habits where I was scrolling first thing in the morning, scrolling first thing before bed or scrolling at the end of the day. So I have tried like all of these different little hacks and it's like things would work for a time and then I would just go right back to that really addictive quality. So I kind of was starting this because back when I was on my solo trip, I was really noticing these addictive behaviors being present. And because I was on my, on my solo trip, I really wanted to have that space and time for myself to really listen to my internal voice and not be so bombarded with other people's thoughts. But because I was going through such a challenging time, because of a variety of reasons, I really felt that like that digital space was really comforting to me. So during my trip, I did know that I wanted to take a social media break at some point, you know, when I felt safe enough to do so, because my nervous system honestly didn't feel safe to not have that like piece of comfort with me in a foreign country. And I was in Costa Rica in November and took a two week break from not posting. And honestly, like thinking back to my whole trip and I went all over, I went to Mexico, Guatemala, Peru, Costa Rica, Puerto Rico. And when I think about my trip all in all, my favorite time was that time in Costa Rica because that was the time that I was really just living for me. And I was doing things like I was waking up and, and meditating and doing yoga and taking a walk on the beach and getting coffee on the beach and going swimming and reading my book and taking long walks on the beach and like really just spending time with myself without feeling this pressure to share, um, especially to like when you're traveling and even just in your daily life, I feel like there's this pressure to share what you're doing, what you're eating, what you're feeling, what you're you know, what, what your daily routine is, all of those things, like there's this, that pressure to share. And I didn't have that pressure to share because I was off. And that just reflecting on that time, like that was a really important time for me. And so the seed was planted during that time. Like I really felt the call to take a year off social media. And I was like fantasizing about taking a whole year off social media and like how would I change as a person to go off social media. But then I came against these other thoughts that I think are very real of, you know, really reflecting on like, okay, if, if I'm off social media, like how am I then connected to my community? And even deciding to go off. So I decided to go off for three months, but was really kind of like, pushing that timeline because again, I wasn't in a like safe, stable home yet. I've been moving around a lot and traveling a lot and felt like I couldn't, I couldn't like, that was my coping mechanism. I wasn't able to delete social media if I didn't have that like safe, physical, external environment because I was using that digital environment as like my safe environment. So I kept pushing it off, but was really using social media like in a very unhealthy way and just using it to totally like numb and escape my feelings and my thoughts and all of that. 
So we, I moved into a new apartment about three weeks ago and have ever since we moved in, I like made the switch and it's easy for me to make the switch when like something else is going on in my external environment. Like I'm very good at creating new habits or routines if I'm in a new environment. So it was very easy for me to just like, okay, now I'm in this new place. I have a stable external environment. So I'm going off social media now. But I did have a lot of fears come up of like, okay, am I going to feel really isolated without social media? Am I going to feel like I'm not connected to my community? Am I going to feel like, you know, I don't have any friends or feel really lonely? A couple other thoughts that came up was like, well, you know, sharing my life is inspiring to me. I like sharing things. I like sharing things with other people. And how am I going to do that if I don't have social media? I think one of the pros of social media, and I've been thinking about this as like, you know, artists and how do artists use social media? And I think it is a really beautiful thing that social media allows us this space to have a direct relationship and connection with our audience, with um, the people that are receiving what we share. And that's, you know, whether you're an artist with followers or you're, you're a person who has an account with family and friends, like in a way that is your community, that is your audience. Um, so I think that is beautiful for creators to be able to have this direct relationship. And I think there are so many amazing beneficial things about sharing your message or sharing your art or sharing your daily life that can really inspire people and I know that I get a lot of inspiration from social media but was really just coming to this place where I was just too overloaded with information and so like my nervous system was just so out of whack because the amount of information that we consume on the daily is just not normal it's not what we were designed to do and I think we're really seeing those effects in society where everyone is feeling more isolated, more disconnected than ever before. They are feeling more depression and anxiety because what I've realized even in just taking this short break in the first like three weeks of my three month detox or however long it's going to be, I don't want to like place strict parameters on it because I want to kind of flow and see how it feels. But even in these last three weeks, I've really noticed that you know, the stories that I've been telling myself of, well, I'm going to feel isolated if I'm not on social media. I'm not, I'm not going to feel like I have community. Social media actually gives us this like false sense of community because you feel, or at least for me, and this might not be true for you. So again, like take what you need and leave what you don't. But for me, it was starting to feel like I was telling myself that I had real community because I was connecting with people on social media. I was seeing what my friends were up to. I was seeing what my family was up to. I was feeling like I was directly involved with people's lives because I'm seeing what they're sharing. I'm seeing, you know, their daily life. So I have this like direct private window into someone's daily life. But the truth is, I don't know what's going on behind the screen. I don't know what they're actually dealing with. And that was something for me too, as I started to really face a lot of things in my like personal life that were really hard and challenging and feeling this really dissonance between what I was sharing on social media and what was actually going on with me. And I know that that is a problem in our society where people are sharing their highlight reels and you know maybe not sharing the, the full truth of what's going on as a beautiful, complex human being. And my, my, my previous thought used to be, well, you know, we should just be more real on social media. We should share more, more vulnerably, more authentically. And, and you see people doing that. But I will say that social media does not feel, at least to me, like a safe place. It does not. It does not feel like a safe place because 
anyone can receive your content and anyone can receive your content at any time, you know? So it's like, if you're going on the app, I don't know what I'm going to see on the app. Like I know the people that I follow. I vet the people that I follow, but I don't know what they're going to post. I can't control what they're posting. So in a way I can't really control what I'm seeing. And so I might be feeling really good. And then I go on social media and someone's sharing something awful or heartbreaking or sad. And now I'm feeling all these feelings that I wasn't even, that weren't even mine to feel in the first place. And of course there's something to be said about empathy, but I think you know, this is also something I'm like really reflecting on as social media is jet relatively new in our human history and thinking about just like access to information and access to so many different people. This is something that we've never had before. Like in, in the whole human history, you know, people lived in villages where they only really knew about what was going on in their village. Like they didn't know what was going on across the world. They didn't know what was going on even in the next village over sometimes because how would they know if there wasn't the spread of information in the digital age? And so while there's so many benefits to now being able to be connected worldwide and to be connected globally and to be able to connect with people from all over, like there's so many amazing, cool things about it. I also think it's not normal for us to be seeing such harsh terrible things happening all over the world all the time so that in our world in our own little like beings we're holding the pain and the trauma and what's going on in the world around us in our lives and we're not being present to our real lives and so going back to you know, sharing vulnerably and sharing kind of behind the scenes, I was definitely getting into this mindset of thinking that social media was real life and really comparing my life to people's lives on social media. When in reality, social media is not real life. Social media will never be real life. Even if someone is sharing all those behind the scenes of what they're struggling with, what they're dealing with, you're never going to see the full picture because you only see the moments. And This is also something that I learned when doing my 10 things exercise last year. Last year, for every single day of the year, I wrote down 10 moments from the day. And what I really learned throughout that process of writing 10 moments was really realizing that like there's a a billion and one moments that happen throughout the day. There's a billion and one thoughts that go through my head. And me sharing this 10 moments does not even like capture my life because there were so many other things going on. So even if you are sharing stories or sharing in photos, it's like that does not represent your life as a whole. And and we all know this, right? I think we all know this, but when you're so sucked into that digital world, it's really hard to remember that. And that's when we get super in our heads and comparing our lives to other people and feeling inadequate in some ways about our own life. And I really started to know that, notice that within myself, feeling like I wasn't being present to my real life. I wasn't just living my real life for me. I was either doing things so that I could share about it on social media or even like me sharing when I was traveling and was going through a hard time. And I would I would try to share, you know, the real stuff, but I couldn't share everything. And it didn't feel safe for me to share everything. And then I did feel this dissonance where it felt like people might be comparing themselves to me and being like, how can this girl travel all over the world? Like it looks like she has this amazing life when I knew what was actually going on with me and I was not feeling that way because I was going through a lot. And so just this like dissonance that I felt really illuminated that for me of 
like knowing, yes, social media is not real life. Like let's just point blank, social media is not real life. And for a long time, I think I was just stuck in that mindset of, of really feeling like it was our real life because in a way it was because of the pandemic and us like everything going online, everything going digital. It's like social media became that gathering place, became that community place for people to share ideas, to share what's going on, to share their daily life. But, you know, we don't see what's going on behind the screen. So I I find that to be really harmful, I think, for our psyches as human beings. And even as the evolution of human history goes on, it's like, what is that doing us to us to be to have so much information and so many thoughts and opinions so accessible to us at all times. I think that that can be really harmful and overwhelming to our systems. And I think, I, I just want to address this because it's coming up of like, you know, being informed and knowing what's going on in the world so that you can be an aware, conscious citizen and so that you can take action to make the world a better place. And I think that is something that social media can give us. The issue that I see is that a lot of people are just receiving this information and are not taking action and are just feeling so overwhelmed that they can't take action and they can't even then take action in their own personal life because they're so overwhelmed with what's going on um, with the whole world. And while there are horrible things going on in the world happening now, I'm thinking about Russia and Ukraine and just the horrors and the tragedies that's occurring there, it's like I I have been keeping myself informed by some news and by listening to my partner who really keeps up with the news and I kind of have to distance myself from the news a lot because I am very sensitive and I am very open and really take in information and then have trouble discerning like what's my own voice and really just get too caught up on it all. So I know for me now a healthy boundary is that like I cannot be consuming that information all the time because it doesn't do me any good. I'm not then serving in the way that I need to serve because then I'm just feeling overwhelmed and fearful and anxious, which those energies like are not helping anyone ever. It's not helping me and it's not helping that ripple effect that we all have within us when we are taking care of ourselves, when we are feeling good and when we are really in purpose, like when we are in purpose, we are in service. So I really do believe that when everyone's in purpose, they are in service so that the world is a better place. But if we are thinking that our purpose and our service is somewhere else where it's not and we're thinking that we're helping by consuming horrible information about horrible things that humanity is doing to each other like is that really helping us so i encourage you you know if you're feeling overwhelmed with the state of the world with the news that we've all been inundated with i mean way before the pandemic too but especially with the pandemic, I think it's become really clear of how world events, global events really has this impact with us being able to consume it so easily and just kind of getting siloed in our own worlds, you know, in our beds alone, scrolling through social media and oh my gosh, the world is a dumpster fire. What is going on? When in reality, you look outside your window and what do you see? And when I look outside my window, I see a street covered in snow, and I see in my present reality, there's peace there. There's safety, there's security, there's happiness. And that makes me feel grateful and so grateful that that is my reality. And it makes me feel guilty because I know that is not the reality of everyone on this planet. And so if I am to serve and do my purpose in this world, 
what I can do is cultivate my own peace and cultivate my own consciousness and awareness so that I can serve in the best way that I know how. So that's just to say, like, there's so many things that I could say about that, but I think it's just really important to acknowledge that when we are feeling overwhelmed with the state of the world and like, it's a lot, it's, it's so much, I disconnecting and disengaging can be one of the most healthiest things for you to do. So again, you need to discern for yourself, like if that's helping you or hurting you and if it's helping you, great. Like, please continue to engage. We need you. We need your service. But if it's hurting you, then you have all the power to disengage and not be aware of everything that's going on in the world at all times and not overloading your system with all of this really harsh, really graphic, really awful information. So that's like a whole part of a part of this conversation with social media that I want to have because I think... I think there's this narrative now in the culture where it's like, if you're not paying attention, then you're privileged, which you are. And if you're not paying attention, then you're you're not a good citizen. I think there is, at least for me, I've noticed that kind of being a narrative and feeling guilty if I'm not engaging in the news and everything that's going on. When in reality, the way that I can best serve is just by being true to myself and, and really discerning and listening inside why am I here? What am I here to do? And how can I then take action to actually help um, instead of just sharing something on my story and feeling like I did something when in reality, I, I didn't do anything. So that's that's a really important piece too. Another thing that I wanted to bring up, just thinking about artists and creators on social media, because now in our culture, it's like we live in the age of content creators and everyone is a content creator. If you're sharing on social media, you are a content creator. And like I mentioned in the beginning, it's like now social media is used as a media outlet. It's our advertisements, it's our marketing, it's it's changed the world of business. It's the change the our commerce and the way that we do things. And I think about like these lifestyle content creators, you know, these people that create videos of maybe a recipe or their life. And, you know, they probably spend hours on making like a 30 second video. And it takes a lot of creativity and a lot of organization. And um, like, it's just a lot to create a video. And if you're a content creator, you know how much time it takes. And I don't make those types of videos. So like, I can't even fully imagine the workload that goes into it. But when I think about how much work, how much creativity, how much intention goes into making like a 30 second video, I honestly then feel sad because it's like we're we're putting out all this content, we're doing all this work to make all this content and it's maybe being received, like maybe it helps one person, which is amazing. I think if it's helped, if it helps one person, then it's absolutely worth it. And, you know, it helps many more people beyond that. But it just feels like we're in this era, this culture of what I have termed junk food creativity, where it feels like everything we're making, everything we're producing is being consumed by people like junk food. It's just very quick. It's m mostly mindless. And we're just scrolling through. Okay, so we're like scrolling through. We're looking at all these videos of, oh, this person is sharing a mindset tip and this person is sharing about their business and this person is sharing something they're offering. And it's like all of these things that we're consuming, it's like we're consuming a bunch of junk food. And so as a creative myself and as a creator and as, I, as I'm thinking about how art and creativity has really shifted in our society because 
of social media because of the digital age. And now thinking about where we're evolving to with NFTs and with Web3 and crypto and all of that, which I feel a dissonance there. I don't feel, I feel a big resistance in me because I want to get back to slow, mindful living, conscious, intentional living. I want to be with the earth. I want to be with what's real. I want to be with what's real and what's present in my physical reality. And I don't think social media is allowing me to do that. And so thinking about junk food creativity, and this is no shade if you're a content creator, like so much respect to you because you know, I know how much work goes into that. But again, it's like if the audience is just consuming it, like in this little in this little blip of a moment and most people are kind of just scrolling through, it just makes me sad that it's like, it's this thing that might be available on your stories for 24 hours and then it's gone forever or it's on your feed. And, you know, you can always look back on your feed, but people just scroll through and it's like, I just feel a big dissonance there. And I, and I don't, you know, wonder if you all feel the same or how you kind of reconcile with that because yeah, just as I'm thinking about the world and how we create and how we have audiences for what we create, because I think so much of our creativity and our practices are for us, for our own healing, but then the beauty in it is being able to share that with others and being able to be that mirror for other people. And if Instagram is the way, then Instagram's the way, but I feel like if it's not 100% right, there has to be another way. So I, like I said, have decided to take about three months off from Instagram. Again, maybe longer, I keep saying that. I don't wanna place like parameters on it because I wanna just be really flexible and flowy with it and kind of see what feels good. And because social media is so prevalent in our society, it's like that's the way to connect with people. So I've been like going on just to message certain people to get interviews for the podcast and stuff like that. So I've been kind of checking my messages and seeing if anything's coming through. But like I literally have to put my hand over like my feed and my stories because I don't even want to be tempted to know what's going on in other people's lives because I really just have to be present with what's happening with my own life. and. Already I've noticed such a difference with my focus. Like I was saying, you know, we train our minds to reach for our phones every 10 minutes or 10 seconds. But now I'm, I'm really feeling like I'm able to discern my own thoughts much clearer and to address the community aspect because that was one of my fears of really feeling lonely or isolated without my community. But I realized that I'm like texting people all day and, I, and I've now been more inclined to reach out to friends and talk on the phone and actually have a real nourishing conversation rather than just feeling like I know what's going on in their life, but I actually have no idea what's going on in their life because I only know what they're sharing on social media. And as we know, what we share on social media is not the full picture. It will never be the full picture. There's no way it can be the full picture. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at right now. And I, I kind of want to turn the mic over to you and, and have you reflect on how you feel about social media and how, you know, is it serving you in this moment? And really think about the intention of why you are on social media. So what is your purpose for being there? Is it to see pictures from family and friends? Is it to share pictures of family and friends? Is it to get inspiration? Is it to feel connected? You know, it's like there's so many different reasons we can be on. And I think when something is so big in our society, it just feels like, why would we even question why we're on social media? Because everyone's on social media. That's just part of our daily life now. 
but it doesn't have to be and you get to decide what you want to use it for and how you're going to use it so I'm really excited during this time away for me to really just reorient my relationship with social media and really look at like why am I on social media and and what is my purpose for being there because I think that has gotten lost along the way and gotten lost kind of just getting into that like endless consuming input and maybe not focusing on the output as much and really just needing to take time off to listen and be present to my own life. So that's what I'm currently doing now that I'm have a safe home space to be able to do that and to be able to really be supported by my pract- by my practices and really just yeah, really examine everything in my life and see what's serving me and letting go of what's not. So I encourage you that you always have that power of choice, you know, never feel like you have to do something because someone else is doing it or you can't decide for yourself because you can. So that's just my reminder to you. Yeah, so let me know what you thought about this episode. I'm so happy to talk with you and I I really do want this to be a conversation because like I said, I don't have the answers. You know, I could wake up tomorrow and be like, oh my gosh, that was all wrong. And, And maybe it is, I don't know. These are just my thoughts in this moment. So... Let me know what you thought, if something resonated, if something didn't, I would love to interact with you. You can reach out to me on email. I will be checking my email. I'll also be checking my Instagram DMs. So you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Leia Van Doren, or you can email me leiavandoren at gmail.com and I would just love to hear your thoughts. So let's start a conversation and I will catch you all next week with an interview. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If something spoke to you, please share it with a friend, leave a rating and review. That really helps not only me keep going as a creative, as a creator, as I'm sharing these stories and thoughts for my life, but also helps other people discover the podcast and hopefully gain something from it too. So I really appreciate your help and support and just want to say thank you for being here and we will catch you all next week with another episode. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leia Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul. Bye.